Warning, this podcast contains graphic language. Hey, what's happening, Metal? Big shout out to all the subscribers out there and all the Metal listening worldwide. You are right here, Kendall Rican Podcast, one of the hottest podcasts for Metal and Metal only. I'm right here from the Northwest, podcasting it up all around the world, baby. Big shout out to the country of Brazil. Brazil is creeping up. It was the seventh country listening to the podcast. Now it's out there, number three. So big shout out to Brazil out there. The metal community is really growing really fast out there on um, Brazil. Happy hump day. If you hump on hump day, be careful. Wear condoms because she can hump her way to child support and then hump her ass to um, your bank account. And you don't want to do that. You want to avoid those skanks and that, that situation, gentlemen. Well, gentlemen, today I have a gang banger podcast like always. So get ready. You know, strap in your um, seatbelt because we're about to go on a jet ride. Yes. Well, now we got these bitches out there crying and complaining and doing all kinds of shit. And Tim Pool, he talked about his issue like a couple days ago, I believe. But I want to put my own twist about it and stuff and my own experience that I deal with with um women in societal i saw this problem happening within the last believe me 17 to 18 years because i had to do different strategy and i will tell you a little bit of story of my personal thing that i had to do as a father paying child support and stuff like that but this is not going to be about child support this is by the new york post and i'm going to get into this a little later after i explain what i had to do what I got to do in my young young men age, you know, and being a father and stuff like that. But the article says, women are struggling to find men who makes as much money as they do, okay? They're struggling out there uh, to find a suitor. They make much money as they do. Later on, I'm about to get into the mix about it, right? But this is what I discovered. I discovered this phenomenon within 17, 15 years ago. So, you know, when you're young men paying child support, I have kids back to back. I was in two relationships at the same time. I was young. I was 19, 20. Um, I wasn't cohabitating with near them. I used to, you know, banging both chicks at the same time. I, I went to her, their places and banged them. They told me that they didn't have no, uh, they were on some kind of um, birth control pill. And I believed them. So I ended up with twins. I ended up with a daughter. My, my twins are 20. My daughter's 19. So they grown. I, the payment stopped like two years ago for child support. So I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm I'm child support free, but meanwhile, while I was going through this stuff, because dealing with child support, you know, if you get a dime, a raised dime from your job, well, they're going to take um, five cents out of the dime. They, they use really tricksters, so you got to learn how to do tricks and um, dating and what kind of women you're going to date. So I decided then when I was like 24, 25, I decided, you know, I'm only going to date this type of woman. It was like professional Women, you know, women that made it more than me because I didn't have the opportunity to go and advance to go to school or anything like that because I jumped in right to the pros. I just went straight to the pros, man. Paid that, that child support, you know. I was paying child support before I could go to the bar, believe it or not. So I had to learn. I was like, listen, I can't be with a type of woman that makes same, same or less. And what I noticed when I dating the women that make the same or less than me, they get more attached. They were more attached to me and I had to spend more money. So 
with um so I learned to um date women with higher economic than me and I found it more easier for me to deal with those type of women not to the fact that it was economic um better but it was it was more uh, emotional better for me because I didn't want no, no, no kind of um, attachment so when you date um, professional women, they always busy. And I date them all. I date it from like a professional hairstylist working in um in um fancy salon like um Gina Juarez, two nurses, two teachers, two administrative, and all these women they are so busy that when you when you go out there for the dick appointment, they even working at home with their computers and putting their their um their data and putting their um, powerpoints and and doing shit you know they're always doing shit even though they off work it's not like us who work on like you know different um careers or, or jobs like once we done we work we done we work us man we just like say fuck it we just gonna relax we're gonna drink a beer the labor job is done. I'm just going to chill out and shit like that. But this, what I noticed, dating uh, women with college degrees is a more, they bring their job home. You name it. Any professional woman, they always have some shit at home. Always got work at home. They don't have time for nothing. Even for the dick appointment, you guys have to say, hey, yo, bitch, drop that shit. Get, get to suck this dick because this dick is not going to suck by itself, you know, for God's sake. But that was my experience. I learned that. Busy women, they have less time for men. And another thing that I learned too, since they view me less than they were, and I already knew the game. Once you start dating this type of woman one or two, 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 three, four times, you know the pattern. You know, they see you as less. But to me, well, that was a good thing. I didn't take that personally. I really didn't. To me, it was just for me to get a piece of pussy. And within the average relationship, it only lasted like four to five months, literally. They get tired, you know, of of a regular man who makes regular income and don't have a title because they want to show up to the family. You know, they want to see what kind of man I was. And with that, I, I told him, I'm not interested in date, um, excuse me, on meeting none of your family. I'm not interested in none of that stuff. So I put that to begin with. I always was honest. This is the type of job either, you know, you like it or not. So I learned how to, you know, I, how to um, date these type of women, the higher economic between commas women. And this is back 15, 17 years. So I still have this model that I play with where at that time, if I was 25, I dated somebody who was between 25 and 30. If I was 30, I dated from um, 25 to um, 35. So I kept that five year range between up and down, you know. And all kinds of races and all kinds of ethnicity. I didn't dis- discriminate. I used to have one, one policy that, you know, they have, because the reason is they, they are busy and I didn't want to be caught up in the lifestyle of like a woman who don't who don't make less or who do not have the same uh, higher education as um, a woman who doesn't. You follow what I'm saying? Those who got higher education, they're busier. So they don't have much much time and shit like that because they worry about so much about their job and being fired and working all the time and they don't they have less time to deal with a relationship than those who don't have that um, education where they have more time and once they the women leave their job if they're barista whatever they do out there retail they leave their job and they just come home and they want to be with with a with a man watching Netflix or watching movie or fucking or whatever whatever so that was the the. That my experience that I, I learned throughout the year, it was easy for me 
to um, date a woman with uh, more economic uh, than me. And that's just one of those things that I had to come in conclusion for myself. Either I date one that's going to be the same level as me or higher, but the same level as me, I have to spend more money and then they're going to have more time and they want to have a more commitment, uh, a relationship commitment with me. And I didn't want that. And I'm still to this day like that, you know, I'm still to this day like that. But okay, let's get to this article right here. Women are struggling to find men who makes much money as they do. You know how we say out here, metal, the future is between men and machine. You know how we say metal. Um, this is an article, basically just a couple bitches, women, just um, pretty much crying because like we say in metal, they hit the wall. So when they hit the wall, they crying, all this something they're crying and saying that they can't find no man with the same economic status as they do, you know? And they was dreaming and they are, they, they are so delusional women today. They are fucking crazy. So let's play this article right here by the New York Post. Um, women are struggling to find men who makes as much money as they do. And the future between men and machine. Let me set everything in here. Met top for you gentlemen out there for this great, great hump day. And check out this article and then we're going to come out with some more shit. Because we're not done here. Women are struggling to find men who make as much money as they do. By Hannah Frischberg. By Hannah Frischberg. September 25th, 2019, 7.21 p.m. Woman on top of coins with men nearby. Louise Rendon, NY Post. A good man is hard to find, especially in this economy. The country is facing a crisis of broke dudes, according to new research from Cornell University, and it's left successful ladies single and disgruntled. In the study, published in the Journal of Marriage and Family, Cornell sociologists explored America's declining marriage rate. They discovered a lack of financially eligible bachelors. There are shortages of economically attractive men. Let study author Daniel T. Lichter tells the Post, although we like to think marriage is based on love, he says, it also is fundamentally an economic transaction, and women want partners whom they can call their equals. Lichter, who has been studying marriage for 30 years, says the gig economy and a lack of good jobs have contributed to the dearth of well-to-do dudes, so is the fact that women are outpacing men educationally upending the age-old dominance of the male breadwinner over the past five to ten years. Now it's the case that more highly educated women are marrying down, says Lichter. Men have to get with the program. Single New Yorker Gina Thiboto has some theories of her own about the fella famine. Gina Thiboto. Tomorrow back with NY Post. I find generally that dudes these days just do less across the board, says the nurse practitioner. Their parents have coddled them and taken care of them, and they just don't go out there and make more money. The 38-year-old Upper East Sider stresses that she's not looking for anything outrageous, safety and security, as far as finances go, but she's still coming up empty on dates. She says it's because the men she goes out with don't feel the innate push to succeed that she does. I think for years they've always just taken their role in society for granted. And I think that they're just getting lazy culturally, she says. Morgan Jordan, a staff administrator at a South Carolina college, says she is also struggling to find a partner on her level. I don't even consider myself all that successful. 
I just make a living wage and I'm comfortable, says the 32-year-old, who lives in upstate South Carolina and recently paid off her student loans, but the majority of guys she meets can't say the same, most men that I encounter, they're really underemployed and they can't seem to make a living themselves, she says, adding that many are wildly in debt and intimidated by her stability. You can tell that some men really want to be the more traditional breadwinner, says Jordan. Boston single Jake Rivas gets where they're coming from. My prospective partner's income is something I consider, says the 28-year-old, who works as a staff caregiver at a group home. Being on the lower end, myself, only serves to feed insecurity. Graduate student Isaac Cyrus says he's not turned off by a woman who means business, but he has found that his relationships tend to last longer when he makes a similar amount as his partner. I have dated women with money, and, full, time professional women tend to be busier, and it's more difficult to find time to spend together, says the 26-year-old, who lives in Portland, or, Thiboto says she knows it's not necessarily, a guy's fault if he's struggling financially. Still, given the circumstances, she said to devise a plan B for her future. If Mr. Wright doesn't come along soon, she may just shack up with some lady friends at her professional level. Maybe in a few years we'll move in together, she says. They're successful, and I like them. Well, there you have it, gentlemen. So we're about to get into some article right here, see what's happening. Um, the feminists have led this skanks really really false hope or false lead path these ladies in their 30s we know about the wall the wall is undefeated let's give it a horn let's give a horn for the wall let's give it up for the wall gentlemen so they passed their prime you know man we're about to get in this article here because they seem like they're doing a lot of bitching and complaining and shit like that. Like I said previously, I saw this trend coming years ago. I saw the, the thing. The only reason they talk about this because they did the study, which I did the last podcast, about the lowest rate in 150 years that people are not getting married. Well, due to the fact that they push the girls and women agenda so much through academia and parents... And um, the feminist movement. So women outpace. It's the truth. In university. They outpace them. They went out there and drove since the 90s. And now it's catching up. Well women they want to have. Feminists told women they can have it all. And they can do it all. And that is the biggest misconception and lie that you can tell women. You can have it all. You're not super women. Nobody can have it all. Especially if you want to have... Um, a family and stuff like that. So now, so we talked about the women issue and how much how much they went in, in college and and the, and let's talk about to the fact too that nine hundred billion dollars in college loan is due to women. So they're in debt with college loan too. So they want to drove to the universities and shit like that. Well, a lot of men like myself, like my sample that I talked earlier. Well, some of us got set up in this trap by. The child support system, so we have to like, we don't have a choice. It's pretty much is take you out to work and pay your child support, pay the six hundred dollars a month or whatever the judge told you go, on um, jump around hoops and see planting plan and shit like that and go to the family court, whatever. Some of us got married and got divorced quickly. Some of us just went straight to the military as a first job 
and continue working. So we didn't give a fuck about education. We didn't. We just want to work and make money. But these women, they looking for uh, men with. That, see, they're not. They're not looking for. I don't believe this thing that men are broke and shit like that. Oh, men are broke. No, men have chosen different career paths. You know, you got men who works in in the labor field with unions that make decent money. You got men who are drivers for trucks. You got men who are uh, have their own lawn care business, electrician, mechanics. You name it. But these gangs, they want um, men that make good money but also have a title with it you know they want the engineer they want the nurse practitioner they want the nurse male they want the the you know psychiatrist or whatever anything anything got to do with title and university and money that's what they looking they were they were looking for somebody who went to their school and that i'm telling you i don't know for some reason in spotify they 5% of women listen to the podcast listen bitches it's not going to happen It's not, the numbers are not there. Not enough men went to um, colleges and not enough men out there are getting degrees and whatever you're looking for. That is your fucking problem. When a woman's problem became a man's problem, I don't give a fuck. That's your problem. That's your bitch's problem if you can find a man that don't have the same resources or the same title that you want. That is not our fucking problem at all. Those days are long gone. Bitches, that's your problem. See, they always flip shit on men. Society has switched. Society has changed, but women don't want to adapt to it. You know, right? They don't want to adapt to the to the changes. They because women are cheap, right? For so many years, men have taken women as they were, poor, broke, and and men took care of the business and shit like that. Now, women are in the higher economic situation where if they really want to they can take a man who make less money be happy she can be she can be the breadwinner of the home and he can do whatever let's say for the argument of um equality he can stay home take care of the kids or not take care of the kids or play video games all day work at part-time and, and mcdonald's or whatever but no women have arguments so they don't want that but for so many centuries Men have done it with women where they stay at home and they do shit and nothing like that. So when the ro the roles are reversing and they're seeing this, 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 this shift where men don't give a fuck about money anymore, anymore or bitches, well, oh, all of a sudden, men are lazy. Men cannot do this. Men are go not going to college degree. Men are not making certain amount of money. Men are doing this. Why? Why? Because... They don't want to cater to women, right? That's it. That's it. No, 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 no. See, men says the modern man has witnessed women within this last 25 years. You have to remember a lot of these men came from single mothers home, learn a lot from their fucking mothers, how they behave. A lot of these men saw their fathers get raped in, in the court system and paying child support and alimony. When this, when you see men like this, boys and grew up to be men. It's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to do as little as possible. And I don't give a fuck because I'm not planning to get married. The, all the numbers are there. Men are not getting married. Men are not making enough money. Men figured out, I got my fucking apartment. I got my car. 
I got the internet. I got my PlayStation. I got my Pornhub. Whoever comes and fuck me, fuck me. If he doesn't, doesn't. I don't give have to cater to women, give money to women anymore. So now it's your turn, bitches, to pay up if you want to have children, if you want to have a man. You're going to have to be the breadwinner of the house. Yes, it's a new era. And if you don't, bitches don't like it, fuck you. I'm yours out here exposing the truth, Meta. We know the game is rigged. We walked away from this shit. I never been married. I saw this coming years ago. I'm yours out here. Yo's exposing and telling the truth what the new study has shown in Cornell University. And now these ladies are complaining because they have the career. They put the career first, family last. The wall, they just went straight to the Chinese wall, hit it, full blast, and they don't know what to do with themselves. And now they're talking about they're going to go lesbian. Well, go lesbian. Good luck. Go live with your professional lesbian carpet muncher. We don't give a fuck. We're not here to place you. So fuck off, bitches. But let's continue because I want you to hear this other piece that I got here. It's phenomenal. I mean, at least in here, we got two skanks and then two men stuck stuck up for men and pretty much saying what I'm saying. So let's hear what these bitches got to complain about once again. Complain that men, um, women are struggling to find men who make much more money as they do. Study has shown. So let's play this sound bite. So they say we talked about it at the beginning of the show and it looked like the fellows had a lot to say about it. Finding love is not that easy, right? And it's especially hard in this economy. And guess what? Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. A study by Cornell University found that the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Women are actually outpacing men with education and this is changing the age-old mentality that men are the breadwinners. It turn, in turn, the gig or small gigs economy and lack of good jobs out there have left the ladies single and disgruntled. And researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you know, dating a man down. who... Oh, dating man. down. Really? All right. All right, listen, it was in the prompt, right? <laughs> really? I who that? I mean, who I say all that? Jeez. Uh, disgruntled. <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now, and I think that we're furthering our education. So with that being said, we're going to hold off on the baby making. We're going to hold off until we get that great job, really career-driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So, okay. Go ahead, Laura. All right. All right. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one. Right, you can't be the one to pay for the meal and because you're dating down. Dating down, I hate that. Yeah. What is that about? It wasn't called dating down. Right. Yeah. When men were the breadwinners and all that. I don't. It's I don't know. Now it's family. dating down. Yeah. What is that? I have a feeling though that that some of the issue here is that it may be the psyche of the men that when they make less, they are insecure and it no, can affect their relationship. This report is about the women saying, complaining about the fact that, that they oh, don't now have... I gotta get so, a guy. So yeah, I guess my question would be, so are these women expecting the men to cover everything? They, <laughs> they want those breadwinners, so they... That's what it sounds like to me by this particular study. I have to date down now. Mm -hmm. What is that? You wanted to make more money? You make more money? What's the re if, if there is a responsibility with making more money, first of all, I don't believe in any of it, mm -hmm. but if there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money, 
Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? And my point is, so now you're going to, because we hear so much about women that are like, oh, there's nobody out there, there's no one out there, I can't find love, I'm getting too old. Now you're going to sacrifice the fact that you could find that love because the man's not making that much money, mm. and you're gonna date down. All yeah, right, no they're robbing us. I have a feeling this is gonna be our morning rush. Actually, I can do it by myself. Left to say. All right, time now, five eleven. Let's let's get to what's. Well, let's give shout out to those two gentlemen for telling the truth. You know, they were telling the truth. Now all of a sudden, it's a little problem where bitches have to pay up. Let's get up for those two gentlemen out there in Atlanta. They tell the truth. Cause these skanks, they gotta learn the truth. Now in today's society, if you want a man. If you want to have kids and you 30 and plus, and if you don't do it in your 20s, well, guess what? You're going to have to pay. You're going to have to be the breadwinner. And remember, men are the price, not women. So you chose your path. Now, don't blame us for your shit. Just like the, in the article said, go live with your professional women out there and, and lick each other's pussy. Do not search for men because the numbers out there is not adding up for you bitches. It's not adding up. Well, gentlemen, this is my segment for today, for right now. And I'll be right back with more metal shit. See you in a bit, metal. Be right back. Welcome back to Kendall Rick and Podcast, gentlemen. Well, this topic I found always so fascinating by the female psychic, especially when it comes down to this um, topic that I'm about to talk right now in this podcast. Um, they call it, you know, have you noticed that a lot of serial killers get these fan groupies from Ted Bundy, Ramirez, and every mass shooter, every murderer, they, they have this Manson, you name it, they always got this fan base, they wrote letters to the man, shit like that. When women commit crimes like that, men, it rarely, they do that and fantasize about women committing those heinous crimes against others and stuff. But when it comes down to women being groupies and and being fan of high cases of murderers, well, they, they go out there by the drove, you know. This type of particular women, um, the psychic, it's so fucked up. It called, um, I believe they call um, hyperstophilia. Yeah, that's the word they say, hyperstophilia. So we're about to get into the topic of hyperstophilia because um, it came down to like a couple months ago that I saw this article and then I had to say, okay, I got to talk about this issue because, or this topic rather, because um, I find it fascinating how this women mind thing so i'm reading the article right here that happened like six months ago the girls flood parkland shooter nicholas cruz with fan and love mail right and then this is not new event you know this has been going on since forever since you know since mass murderers and 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 you know and um murders and groupies it's been a long time but i thought it would stop but no, it seems like every new mass murder, shooter, anything that got to do with men violence against women, women go and do this um, type of behavior, have prestophilia, and they send them money, they send them, um, it's, it's a very unique and weird situation what these women um, 
do you know women nature is, is so bizarre and some of these women they they fantasize about having sex and some of them actually have gone as far that you know marrying these people marry these men through jail and having a ceremony and having all kinds of stuff so the female psyche when it comes down to it i thought was very fascinated um with this um topic that i'm about to get into here um i want to play you this soundbite gentlemen right here about uh the mass shooter that happened out there and um where was it uh parkland the parkland shooter i mean He's getting, he's in prison and he's getting flooded by males and males and males. They're sending him money, sympathy. And uh, I guess there's a small portion of male too. They participate in this, but I'm not looking at the aspect of the male view. I'm looking at the aspect of the female mind and psychic, how they behave with violent men who committed violent crimes to other men or women. So let's check out the soundbite here and then we're going to come back and have a little discussion to believe and eat it even harder to stomach but teenage girls women and even older men are sending letters to the suspected mass murderer nicholas cruz stacks of fan mail and love letters are now piling up at the broward county jail cbs 12's lulu ortiz joins us live outside the jail tonight in fort lauderdale with a closer look at these letters and an expert's view behind the killer's groupies lulu Now, Nicholas Cruz remains here behind bars on suicide watch, so he has not seen any of the letters. Now, many find it very disturbing because these letters are coming from all over the world, mostly from teenage girls. If you need to talk, I'll listen. Only if you're comfortable, please send me a picture of yourself. I will continue to pray for you and your brother. You can write back. These are just a few examples among the stacks of fan mail obtained by our partners at the Sun Sentinel. Hundreds writing to Nicholas Cruz. Men and women, young and old, from all over the world, from New York to as far as Germany. Some offering friendship, encouragement, or even money. Most of the letters from teenage girls included description of what they look like or a provocative photo there's a certain charisma attached to these people clinical and forensic psychologist dr lawrence miller says fans or groupies are usually people who are lonely or feel they are unlovable and see Cruz as a person they want to save serial killers mass murderers what they're doing there is they're going one step further and they're identifying with these individuals because it gives them a sense of potency and power. These fans created Facebook pages proclaiming Cruz's innocence. Others sympathize with Cruz because they say he was bullied, orphaned, and diagnosed with mental illness. Any situation like this is, is difficult to, to, you know, for some people to fathom. Which is one of the reasons we're writing about it is to, you know, it's, it's just, there's this segment of society that is attracted to this type of thing. Now to learn more about these letters from our partners at the Sun Sentinel to what they're writing and the people who are sending these letters, just head to our website, cbs12.com, to watch our entire interview and to read their story. Reporting live outside the Broward County Jail in Fort Lauderdale, Lily Ortiz, CBS well, so those people that have the same in um, the newscast right here in the soundbite, curiosity, like I do, why this woman, uh, this female attraction towards um violent men? I always was fascinated by this topic, and you know when I when I first learned about this, I was a kid, and I was like, um, 
when um Ted Bundy and all this stuff are like why of Ramirez is like why these women are out there and they show the women out there in the in a prison and jail supporting these men and having this um especially in the 80s having their shirt and having all kinds of stuff and the newscast would point at them and they say we love you Ramirez and blah 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 and stuff like that and since then since I was a kid I was um, very curious about the female psychic um this um hybristophiliac so but you know who I was also was curious too it was a metal content creator um one of my favorite creators it's called Barbarosa Barbar put a um a video a podcast actually um, quite, um, years ago, and I'm gonna play you a soundbite. Um, what he thought, and the sound somebody's lengthy. I'm not gonna get into the whole thing. You guys can check it out on YouTube. It's called um, Hypersophilia, the female attraction to violence. But he breaks it down. He got out a two-part series on on this phenomenon, which I think is a, is a great phenomenon. But um, let me play you this because he gets in the towards the end he gives it a little bit of um how women can fantasize and um about this um killers and having sex with other men and having fantasies about them and you have to understand that the female for some nature they want to be um in some kind of um close quarter have some kind of um fantasy violence towards them doing their um, sexual act that's why they request to pull the hair, um, smack them, do all kinds of shit. But for for those who haven't seen or, or heard this, let's play this for you, gentlemen. Let me set up things here real quick, and we continue with the subject. My friend, my my one of my content creator, mental content creator, one of my favorite, Mr. Barbar Barbarosa. But it says. You know, in pink letters, when I masturbate to Ted Bundy choking and raping me, I always end up having a long and hard orgasm. For some reason, I find the obsession with men like Bundy and Ramirez less disturbing than the sexual and romantic fantasies associated with more recent killers. There is a good chance that women idolizing Bundy wearing his face on pendants and staring at his picture weren't alive when Bundy died in 1989. He could be a, quote, character like Loki from the Avengers, or yes, even Dexter. No one they know has had contact with him, and they didn't feel the horror he caused personally. But the women fantasizing about Elliot Roger were most definitely alive when he opened fire in Santa Barbara in May of this year. Their obsession goes deeper than his looks. These women have studied his hateful videos and so-called manifesto. His vitriol toward women does nothing to push the hybristophiliacs away. In fact, it seems to do the opposite. All the women drawn to Roger have a common desire, to be his first girlfriend. And so, again, you know, I mean, this Nightingale theme keeps popping up, but I, I really want you to notice how it's this recurring theme to cure violent men. And I think that's just a subconscious desire to wield violent men. Women love reformed bad boys. They love to be the rescuer. They love to be the helper. But they also want that helper to be able to protect them in return. So the article continues and says, to be the girl that calms the anger in him. Some fantasize about Roger with Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris of the Columbine shooting, positing that they could show him how to get women. Hybristo Erotica features two erotic fanfiction pieces on Elliot Roger, one written from his point of view and another told from a woman's point of view. In Come Over and Fuck Me, that's the title, she imagines herself as his lifelong friend, unaware of his lust for her. The 
erotica isn't well written, but that's not the point. It doesn't have to be. The very thought of fucking these dangerous men is what entraps the women participating on the hybristophilia tags on Tumblr. The serial killer fandom and hybristophiliacs receive a lot of negative attention from other Tumblr users, particularly those who enjoy true crime but do not want to associate with people they feel fetishize and idolize murderers. If you go through any of the popular hybristophilia tags, you will see defenses of hybristophilia again and again. They insist they are not mocking the victims or supporting the crime. They respect the victims, they just also find themselves attracted to the murderer. The most interesting case is the group of young women obsessed with high school shooter TJ Lane. While his fans insist they respect the victims and the families of the victims, they also praise him for wearing shirts that say, quote, killer on them in court and pass around gifts of him saying to the parents of his victims, quote, the hand that pulled the trigger to kill your sons now masturbates to the memory, fuck all of you, while flipping them off. They brand this as, quote, sass and tag photos of him with, quote, the king of sass, unquote. Almost all memes, gifts, and collages of TJ Lane involve the quote in whole or in part. They love him in large part because he was disrespectful to the families of his victims. It seems the worse offense, the more these women are drawn to them, the more violent the fantasy. Some hybristophiliacs claim that they are completely normal, one even citing her therapist in defense of her obsession with TJ Lane. Others claim it is no different from any other paraphilia a condition in which a person's sexual arousal and gratification depend on fantasizing about and engaging in sexual behavior that is atypical and extreme, and as such should be respected. It is worth noting that pedophilia is the most common type of paraphilia, and no one is suggesting we support pedophiles as normal, not even the hybristophiliacs that are into men who have abused children. The four most common types of paraphilia involve a dismissal of consent, pedophilia, exhibitionism, voyeurism, and frauderism, the act of rubbing oneself on non-consenting persons. Another fact worth considering in respecting hybristophiliacs as, quote, normal, is that paraphilia often leads to sexual dysfunction, needing the thing they are attracted to for sexual gratification. If hybristophilia makes women who love serial killers unable to have healthy sex lives with men who don't want to rape or kill them, I would dare say it isn't normal. These observations aren't met as judgment on the hybristophilia communities per se, but to be fair, to them also means showing the side that doesn't support their claims of normalcy. So why do women want sociopaths? Why is a half-decent face and a high body count a draw for them? Even Timothy McVeigh had entries under hybristophilia tags. There seems to be no limit. Some are purely sexual, some are borderline romantic and some are downright disturbing given the men they are discussing. Here are a couple from the Jahar Sarnev tag, and this is, of course, the, the Boston Bombers we're talking about here. And, you know, it's a woman bent over showing herself in a thong, and again, pardon the explicit language, but again, we're all adults, so I expect you to be able to handle that. I want, I don't know how to pronounce this gentleman's name, Let, let's just call him uh, Brother Sarnev, uh, it starts with a D. Uh, I want Sarnev to fuck me in my ass. I've never done it in the ass, but I would for him in a heartbeat. The thought turns me on so much, I need his cock in my ass now. So, pretty explicit stuff. The deeper I get into hybristophilia tags and websites, the less sense it seemed to make. Going into this, I admit, I figured I would find a few groups of misfits that were still into Ted Bundy and Richard Ramirez. 
Like many, I read the articles that came out showing that the Sarnevs, James Holmes, and Adam Lanza had attracted a female following, but most of the quoted content seemed to be, oh, he's hot, which can be an objective opinion, although most people have a harder time separating a person's attractiveness from their actions. The longing claims of love, unending support, and hero worship definitely shook me. When I hit the graphic sex, I felt like I was spitting out. My brain can't really make sense of it, especially in cases like that of TJ Lane, who is not only remorseless, but took such glee in rubbing his crimes in the faces of the families of those he killed. I have always viewed Halloween, horror movies and books, and a fascination of the dark and disturbing, a healthy reaction to a terrifying world. People study serial killers because we know that though they behave like monsters, they are human. By learning about them, we gain knowledge that helps us feel proactive and therefore safe. When we get into horror and the supernatural, it's a terror we can control. It's a skull made of paper mache you can hold in your hand and know it's not so bad. What's disturbing about the hybristophiliacs on the internet, what is so unsettling, is that they've crossed the line somehow. They've gone beyond a desire to understand, beyond a fascination, and right into an uncontrolled obsession. Well, there you have, gentlemen, Mr. Barbarossa and his theories about hypersophiliac. Me, myself, I find it weird, confusing how the female psychic work. But sometimes you got to scratch the circle and this deep, deep rabbit hole where the skinks are. Those crazy psychotic bitches. Yes, gentlemen, just nuts. Damn. But yeah, but this is just... um very interesting topic that i haven't put out there and i was um you know willing to uh, talk about it i don't know if that many people know what hyperistrophilia is or was but at least you have a clue what these psychotic bitches throughout many years have been doing and now with the internet they well display um how their fantasies and and um whatever they go to their fucking mind, falling in love and writing letters and sending money, uh, naked pictures to these um, murderers and serial killers, you know. The the woman psychic is very uh, confusing if you don't know how how they act, you know, gentlemen. Well, gents, this is my podcast for today. You can find me on um you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Cocktube, you can find me on Twitter, Big Shoot all the major podcasts i would like to give thanks for all the people all the metal listeners across the world the podcast is getting bigger by the day um mad shout out to all you men out there listening we're getting big baby we are getting big by the day slowly but it's growing we are growing this podcast is growing let's give it up for metal out there um i would like to thank you for your support you be showing me you know and um if you listen for the first time just um, follow, just follow the, the podcast you're in, and I'm on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Just follow it, you get notified as soon as um, I put the podcast out there. Well, gentlemen, um, if you like to contribute, donate, whatever, um, 99 cents tier per month right there, and a button right there. With this, I'll see you on Friday. So I say, peace, state metal. I'll definitely catch you in the next podcast or video.